0: Hey everybody, uh, Mark the Idiot here with episode 16 of the Idiot Speaketh podcast. Uh, today is Friday the 13th, March the 13th, 2020, and what a interesting past couple days it's been since my last episode. Uh, oh, how the world has changed. In just that past two days. Uh, To give you an example, uh, a couple days ago, our son Tyler brought home probably the greatest gift that uh, I've ever gotten in my life. And I never thought that this would turn out to be such a great gift, but Tyler uh, came home with a 12 pack of. Toilet paper, yes, we have a twelve pack of toilet paper here in the house, and no, we're not sharing. We have no squares to spare. Sorry, it's every man for himself now. Dog eat dog world. Uh, no, in truth, in all truthfulness, uh, our family's not the type to uh, to panic. We're pretty calm and rational. Um, with everything that's been going on the last couple of days, uh, especially here in the U.S., um, you know, I had just figured we would still go out and do our normal weekend grocery shopping, like we always do. And uh, but yesterday, especially on social media and on the news, I started seeing lots of reports and reading lots of reports of uh, people panicking and heading for the stores, and you know how the stores were being stripped of toilet paper and hand sanitizer and cleaning materials and bottled water, you name it. So uh, lots of people on social media and on TV were saying, oh, you know, you better get out and get your stuff now because this weekend when people are off work, it's going to be a zoo. So uh, last night we decided to bump things up a little bit and... We went out to eat at our favorite Mexican restaurant, which by the way, had had put out plenty of hand sanitizer, which was good. And then we headed to our favorite grocery store. And yes, it was the apocalypse. Um, when we walked in on a, this was a Thursday evening, you know, um, there was virtually no carts because the whole store was full of people pushing carts. Um, Just as advertised, there was no hand sanitizer, um, no cleaning products. The toilet paper aisle was completely bare. And there was little pockets. Uh, the, The bottled water was pretty picked over and then there was a little pockets throughout the grocery store that looked like it had just been attacked by rabid animals. There was like, for some reason, the rice area. There was nothing left on the rice shelves except kernels of rice all over the floor and all over the shelf. Like, you know, people in a frenzy had ripped open the bags or boxes of rice. But uh, we uh, we did what we thought was practical, and we stocked up on stuff like canned goods and you know, some uh, over-the-counter medicines that we might need if uh, one of us was to get sick or something. And uh, we've decided we're just going to hunker down and uh, ride it out. And we're going to try to make that 12-pack of toilet paper that Tyler brought home last for the next three to six months or so. So, who knows? We might have to go back to the little house on the prairie days and you know, just uh, make ourselves some, like, uh, Texas outhouses out in the backyard or something. And uh, you're probably asking, what's a what's a Texas outhouse? Well, I envision it would be like a, a lawn chair with an attached uh, canopy umbrella so you don't want to get sunburned, and, you know, a big hole in the chair, and then you, you know, place the chair in the grass over a hole, and, you know. You just, uh, then you just use like one square of the, uh, toilet paper that you're rationing and you're set to go, uh, on another front. Oh, sorry. Lip smack drink. Uh, my son or son-in-law Zach, as I said the other day was in Atlanta on a business trip and he's the one that, you know, dropped the, uh, the phone down the one inch wide gap in the elevator. Yeah. Well, uh, Apparently, his company had a fancy dinner in one of the ballrooms of a hotel there at this conference, and uh, he went up to the the banquet, and they had a cloakroom where you could leave your backpack or briefcase, coat, you know, whatever, so you didn't have to take it into the banquet room with you. So there was lots of backpacks and briefcases and stuff with computers and iPads and probably phones. And there was, you know, women's purses, coats, you name it, in this cloakroom. Well, uh, the word is that the cloakroom got broken into during the the banquet. And to show you a sign of the times, whoever did the uh, break-in didn't touch any of the valuables. None of the backpacks, briefcases, purses, coats, you name it, were touched. What they did take was they took the supply of hand sanitizer that was being stored on the floor in the cloakroom. That's where we are in the world. The hand sanitizer was the target of the theft. So, um, it's an interesting world that we live in now. Um... You can get pretty depressed, especially if you're like me and you're sitting home all day, watching the news, and things. Things just seem to pile up, seemingly minute after minute after minute. So today, I'm going to change the change the subject. Uh, I'm I'm not going to continue on with my uh, you know how I got this way type depressing story or talk any more about the toilet paper crisis of 2020. Uh, we'll dive back into. Uh, another one of my old humor posts. And um, we'll try to just lighten things up a little bit. So uh, today we're getting to know a little bit more about my dear wife. Now my dear wife, holder of not one, but two college degrees, one of which is in psychology, which makes her more than skilled at manipulating us dim bulb idiots like myself. Uh, this is another glimpse into my particular idiot world, as featured years ago in my old humor blog, and it's titled "Bug or Idiot: Who's Smarter?" As most of you know, my dear little wife is highly skilled in what I call the dark psychological arts of the ninja. What does this mean exactly? It means she can manipulate and torment simple-minded idiot goofballs like myself without so much as breaking a psychological sweat. Being a highly skilled master as she is, she can pretty much get me to do anything for her, anytime, anywhere, with little argument from my feeble and childlike brain. She uses one of her particular dark psychological arts masterfully. This, of course, is the, if you really loved me, tactic. It's right there in the Dark Psychological Arts of the Ninja Handbook, page 21, paragraph 2, which says, quote, When psychologically manipulating intellectually challenged simpletons and idiots... And when in a situation where you wish the simpleton or idiot to complete a task or chore that rationally would seem impossible to most human beings, it is essential to instruct the simpleton or idiot to complete the task while adding on the appendage if you really love me to the end of your request. This tactic is guaranteed to work every time. End quote. And so it came to be on Monday evening, that the idiot was surfing on his computer when he heard his little wife scream from the bedroom on the opposite end of the house. Idiot, come here, please, hurry. Like a good idiot, the husband got up from the computer, shuffled across the house in order to answer the call of his beloved wife. The idiot opened the bedroom door to find the wife sitting up on the bed. Her own work computer set out in front of her The wife was pulling down the front collar of her pajama top. Idiot! Something bit me! Look! The idiot approached and looked at a tiny little red welt on the woman's upper chest that would not easily be visible under most expensive electron microscopes. Look, idiot! Look at that bite! Something here bit me! Sorry about the bad impression. The idiot looked at the minuscule red welt and mumbled, Sorry, dear. What do you want me to do about it? Notice I sound like Sam Elliott. The wife was not amused. I want you to kill whatever it is that bit me, you idiot. You're supposedly the man of the house. Protect me. Kill whatever bit me. The idiot did not like where this was going. Well, what bit you? Did you see it? Was it a fly, a gnat, a spider, a flea, a bee? What was it? I don't know what the hell it was, idiot. If I knew what it was, don't you think I would try to have killed it myself? The idiot was still confused. So I don't have an actual suspect to pursue. So how the hell am I supposed to kill something if I don't know what I'm looking for? the wife referred to her dark psychological arts of the ninja training. Idiot, you'd kill this thing if you really love me. And with that, the wife had won. Her simpleton idiot of a husband had no sarcastic comeback. The idiot started looking around the room. Where's our water? The wife sarcastically laughed. We used to have 37 fly swatters in this house, and now I have no idea where any of them are, and I think you and your son secretly eat them when I'm not at home. Yes, the wife was in the true zone of superior sarcasm. She then decided to bring up the upcoming surgery I had scheduled where a spinal stimulator was going to be implanted in my back. I often referred to this stimulator as my future internal bug zapper. The wife continued her rant. I wish they would call you and schedule that dang bug zapper surgery for your spine. Then you could just wait until all the bugs land on you, give yourself a huge jolt, and then watch the electrocuted little buggers fall to the floor. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm about to become. A married bug zapper extraordinaire. Well, anyway, the... Miffed, the idiot reached over onto the desk and grabbed the new issue of TV Guide magazine. He was just starting to roll it up in his hands when, Idiot! What the hell? Not the new TV guide! We need that! I'm not reading a damn TV guide with bug splatter all over it! Use your head, you idiot! Why don't you roll up that stupid wine magazine you got over there by your side of the bed? The idiot was not amused. "'Good Lord, have you no culture, woman? "'You don't go murdering bugs and insects with fine wine magazines. "'Everyone knows that.' "'The idiot fumbled around on the desk. "'He quickly stumbled upon an 8x10 of the kid's latest school picture. "'He quickly rolled it up in his hand in order to fashion it as a weapon. "'Hey, it was better than using a wine magazine?' The wife, who did not uh, see that the idiot had now rolled her son's photo into a weapon, quickly headed off into the bathroom to take a bath, leaving orders that the idiot was not to leave the bedroom until the culprit, whatever the hell it was, was dead. The bathroom door slammed shut. The idiot was standing in the middle of his own bedroom floor with a rolled-up school photo of his youngest son given the impossible task of tracking and murdering an unknown foe that had maliciously bitten his little bride on the chest. This was almost as bad as the time he had went to battle against the armadillo that had been tearing up his yard, armed only with a Nerf gun with pink foam darts, pillows strapped to his chest and butt, and a plastic Dallas Cowboys football helmet adorning his head. Almost. Y'all remember that story. The idiot moved over towards the wife's side of the bed, the location of the brutal attack minutes earlier. Maybe the culprit was still hiding in her side of the bed. He clutched the rolled-up photo in his right hand, grabbed the top of the bed covers with his left hand, and then yanked the covers with all his might. Ah! I always scream like a girl in times like that. The idiot let loose with a rapid fury of strikes and blows from the photograph, pulverizing the sheets near the foot of the bed. The wife heard the commotion from the tub and yelled across the bathroom. Did you kill it? What was it? Is it dead? The idiot, still out of breath from the furious attack, looked down at the sheets and then looked at the now mutilated photograph still clenched in his fist. Good grief, woman. Will you quit wearing your socks in the bed? I just killed about a dozen little blue fuzzies that were stuck to your sheets. The woman was not amused. I need those socks, mister. As long as you insist on keeping this house at an iceberg like 58 degrees every night, I'm going to keep wearing my fuzzy socks. Now quit beating my fuzzies and get back to killing whatever the hell bit me. The idiot stood in the middle of the room and thought for a moment the patented look of total intellectual idiot awesomeness quickly came over his face. About five minutes later, the wife was happily soaking in her bath when she started to smell a faint odor. Within seconds, the odor grew stronger. She knew this smell. She then heard a faint hissing sound coming from beyond the bathroom door. The hiss. The smell. Propane. She sat up in the tub. Idiot, you can't kill the bug with propane. It's a damn bug. Use the gas from your grill will not kill whatever bit me. The idiot, who was clear out in the living room, could just barely hear his bride. I'm not killing that bug with the gas, dear. The wife thought about this statement for a split second. "'No, idiot! No!' But it was too late. The resulting explosion threw the little woman backwards into the water as the huge fireball obliterated her bedroom and most of the bathroom around her. Flaming debris rained down around her everywhere. Her idiot husband has just blown up half of his beloved house, in order to incinerate the bug that had bitten her so maliciously in her bedroom. Though, as she thought about it, her chest had actually been itching since before she left work. Maybe, just maybe, she had got bit at work. But oh well, what stronger love can a man or idiot show his wife than the willful flaming destruction of most of his own home, in order to kill an unknown insect that may or may not have bit his beloved bride. It was time to call Farmers Insurance. Surely they would cover this fiery little mishap. According to their commercials, they cover they cover every weird claim like this. But of course, uh, being an idiot, I remembered we don't actually have Farmers Insurance. And the people at Allstate were not amused. Just another wonderful example of the ever interesting adventures of living with the idiot. The end. And that still holds true to today. Uh, I am still tasked all these years later with tracking down all kinds of invisible creatures and bugs that have inflicted little bites on my wife, and if I try to complain or in any way put off doing what she requests, I get the same psychological tactic of, you would do it if you really loved me. And I do love you, dear, so that's why I I blow up houses and roll up and destroy pictures of our son trying to kill invisible bugs for you. So... That's the end of the story for today. Uh, We'll end it here for today. Uh, I really appreciate all of you listening. Uh, Thanks to uh, Kara up in North Dakota, who uh, has been posting links to all my episodes. I really appreciate that. And uh, I hope you're doing well up in North Dakota, Kara. Um, I will... Post again, uh, probably the beginning of this next week. And let's hope the world hasn't continued to spiral downward uh, over this coming weekend. Hopefully things will start to level out or improve a little bit. But uh, you all take care. Um, Find that toilet paper and sanitizer if you can. And I'll talk to you again in a few days. Uh, This is Mark the Idiot and the Idiot has Spoketh.